What's going on, people? What's going on, smokers? How y'all doing today? It's Thursday. Last Thursday, you missed me because, just to be frank, I've been fucking lazy as shit lately. It's hard as fuck to keep up when you're doing everything yourself. And like I said, I'm not to the point where I can purchase a team or pay people to do what I do myself. And two, the hardest part is letting go of the reins and and being trusting in this person's going to get what I need done in a time frame, whether I'm paying them or not, you know. So I'm back. It's Thursday. It's the Smokers Lounge, a.k.a. Smoke This Over. So this is what I'm going to be naming these episodes, the Smoke This Over episodes, right? And um, you'll see Smoke This Over, then, you know, a little semicolon and whatever the name of it episode is going to be and um like y'all know thursday is my day where i talk to y'all myself by myself i don't have a co-host you know and, and don't feel like it you know part of it was because the more i it it, it was harder to sit here and be putting two episodes of co-hosts each week you know and and, and which means there's more recording for me to do and me having to go find co-hosts and people to, to, to co-host with me. So I figured it would be best to on Thursdays is my day. And, and, you know, every once in a while I might have a co-host on there, depending upon who it is, if I feel like having that there. So, so anyway, welcome to the smokers lounge. Y'all know who I am, Kevin Officer of a Champ. Find all my links with one link on my links.com backslash porn rap star. You know the four sponsors lsworld.com, excitebunny.com, blusherrocker.com, and rysizzlemagazine.com. Probably with the gwdisher.com, so go to shop gwdisher.com and buy some stuff from some black owned companies. Five days a week, you can go to FullySwapRadio.com in the mornings and listen to me chop it up with adult films, top talent, producers, directors, and no telling who else I might interview Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday on FullySwapRadio.com. Also, check me out on SkyhawkAfterDarkTV.com as well, the BGP LLC app. So, this week has been a rough-ass week. Um... Of course, this past week I had to work a double, and um, felt real sad that I didn't get to see my daughter, my, my youngest, my, my youngest biological daughter, Vanna. She had something to do for her mother, which kind of depressed me. I was looking forward to seeing her. You know, we've been talking on Instagram this whole time, and we have so much in common. And she's such a sweet sweetheart. You know, I love all my daughters, biological and stuff. Love all my kids. You know. You know, technically, I was a part of a blended family. My dad had two daughters before he met my mom. My mama had my sister. And, of course, all three of them knew each other. And I always wanted to make sure that my daughters know their family. You know, period. Same for my stepdaughters. I want them to know this side of the family. You know, so they might establish friendships that go even beyond my years. You know, 
because I know my family. I, I don't know my dad's side as much, but I do know my mom's side of the family. So, so I want them to know this side of the family. I know they know both. I know they know their mama's side, but they need to know their dad's side, you know, because they have cousins and family members who they have a lot in common with. And, and, and on top of that, you know, they might have fun with, you know, I can see Vani hanging out with her older sister, Mahogany, and her cousins and all that. They might go to the club. They might go out to eat or something like that. Maybe we smoke some weed together, you know, like I do with my cousins, you know. Also, I'm in dealing with this toothache. Now, what's so crazy is that no lie, y'all say, why ain't went to the dentist? Well, dentist is fucking expensive. You know, it, the tooth, for what I need done, it's going to take more than a copay. And their copays, it, this ain't like, you know, doing the health thing or or your body. It's funny, it's cheaper to heal your body than to take care of your teeth. You know, period. I know that sounds crazy as hell, but yeah, initially, yeah, I can go get a checkup for fucking free, not pay a damn dime to get checked up and go to the emergency room. But if I want to go get my tooth, I'm paying 50 to damn near 300 fucking dollars. Someone tell, will tell me, why don't you go to the, you know, UNC... They're dentist school. They motherfucker charge three hundred just to be looked at. No telling what they charge when it comes to the insurance. And then as soon as I'm ready to go, the bill comes up. Now I got to pay the bill, which enables me to have the dental insurance. So now I got to wait till I pay that bill when I get paid to even go if I even had the money. And trust me, it's a pain in the ass because. My money now is made off of talking. My mouth is my money maker. My mind is my money maker, not my dick, not my looks, not my body. So now I have to make sure that my teeth is straight. And two, I also be feeling ugly as shit because I be hating a smile. You be seeing missing teeth. You know, the girls would be, you know, talking to me on Skype for the interview, probably like, damn, his teeth fucked up. But it is what it is. You know, it makes me feel like I'm an old man. You know, I ain't even hit 50 yet, but it makes me feel like an old man. Because I look in the mirror and I see missing teeth, and you associate that with old men. So hopefully I can get my teeth fixed, get my mouth fixed. Because I'm tired of when I eat, I got to stop in the middle of eating and Rinse my mouth and wash it to maybe get the pain down because something got stuck in the in the tooth or the or the area. Like I made this Z, I, I went and got this baked ziti, delicious shit from you know from Angelo's baked ziti. They, Angelo's to me is way better than Stouffer's. I couldn't even hardly eat it last night because as soon as I started eating, the man my tooth started hurting like hell. I can't even enjoy food like I want to. You know, I literally had to, in order to, to quell the pain and relieve pressure, I had to take a razor blade and cut my gum, make it bleed a little bit. And it stopped hurting. Trust me, if I, I have a high threshold for pain, and if I had the right tools to pull some of these teeth, I probably would. 
know y'all like, damn, boy, that's that's crazy, but it's the truth. Because I'm sorry, it's toothaches are a pain in the ass. And then it ain't just that the tooth is aching. It's the gum and then on top of that, it might then you feel your jaw hurt. It's just like the every nerve wanna hurt at the same time. Then one day is one side of the mouth, and the next day is the next side of the mouth. And I'm just like, damn, man. But, you know, I, I, I swear to God, I know I take at least 10 pain pills a day just to nerve, kill the pain. Praying that I don't overdose. You know, but it is what it is. Then to add to more bullshit I had to deal with. For some apparent reason, my ex videos in the negative. So I got to get it out the negative before I can even start making money, which I don't understand why it's in the negative. Now, I know what they're going to probably say. Well, we overpaid you for the, 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 the video sharing. So how did you overpay me for the video sharing? I don't understand that. I don't get that. You people keep up with this shit. This is your site. This is your software. How is it that... You gave me more money, and I ain't even had the video shares yet. So now you're holding up the next check because now I got the video share enough for $73 before I can start making money again, which is bullshit. See, I think these sites do shit like this so they don't have to pay you monthly or biweekly or what have you because maybe they're not making the money that you think they're making or getting the traffic that you think they're getting. That's like many vids telling you, yeah, we fucked up. You got more sales than we thought. You got less sales than we thought you did. So, you know, you in the negative until, you know, you get enough sales got the negative. We can't pay you nothing. But this is your shit. This is your shit that y'all running. You supposed to keep up with all of this. But somehow, some way, I am a negative $80. Well, actually, right now, current balance negative 63. So it's going to be a while before I see a check because I got to make enough money to get out of a negative, then make enough money to get the payout. Why am I paying for y'all mistake? Your computer, your server, your program. See, this is part of the reason why I retired for porn because the shit is getting stupid from the testing to, to, to the sites to even some of the people in the business. You know, to be honest with you, some of you motherfuckers, I'm glad I ain't got to deal with y'all on the porn side because if I did, that's what the God, I have less friends. I got blocked by two porn stars. One I didn't even know I had beef with. The other one been on the show numerous times. And last time I talked to her, she was saying, you know, she was thinking about getting out of the business. So if you want to get out of the business, that's fine, but why did you have to block me for it? I, I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't cause you to have a bad experience in porn. So why should I pay for your bad experience? I haven't done shit. And the other guys of male talent, I didn't even know we had an issue. See, it's funny when... You find out someone blocked you. And there's a difference between someone you had beef with, you had an issue with, versus you never talked to him, you never met him, you never saw him face to face, and all of a sudden you're blocked. 
It makes you sit there and think, what the fuck did I say that bothered you so bad that you got to block me? And what's going to be funny is that if I happen to see this fucking big dick piece of shit at one of these conventions, I guarantee you he's going to come and say hello. And I'm going to look at him like he fucking stupid. What are you speaking to me for? You blocked me and I don't even know what I did to be blocked if I did anything. So let's keep that same energy and don't speak to me. Actually, don't ever look in my direction. When you see me walking your direction, go the other way. And for what I heard about this male town, he got a nice little big ego that's bigger than his fucking big ass dick. So, I don't know what the fuck I said that pissed you off, sir. But, apparently you must be a bitch to begin with, because that's bitch shit. I don't block people unless they did something stupid to me. To me, I don't block them for shit that they say on their Twitter. But if me and you have a negative interaction that was so negative that I don't want shit to do with you, then yeah, I'm going to unfollow and I'm going to block. But if you said some, you can say some anti-Semitic shit on your Twitter, I'm not going to block you because that's not touching me. I'm going to look at you like you're stupid, but I'm not going to block you. So I just find it funny that a lot of people say, yeah, I got my block button on, on repeat. For what? Sometimes y'all block motherfuckers just because of what we like to call selective outrage, which I'm going to get to that in a second, because they said something you didn't like. But somebody that you do like can say the same shit and you won't block them. Mm-mm. Not one bit. Find that interesting. So it is what it is. Speaking about selective outrage, I did get to see the Chris Rock um, special on Netflix this weekend. I think it was pretty good myself. You know, pretty. I haven't seen, uh, I saw my man Ty made mention, said the first 10 minutes of Marlon Rand's <laughs> special was funnier than that of Chris Rock's whole thing. I haven't seen the Marlon Rand's special yet, so I can't make the judgment. But I'm pretty sure Marlon Wayans is pretty funny. I've seen one of his stand-ups. He's very underrated as a stand-up comedian. He's pretty good. But the one thing with Chris Rock was he was talking about select, selective rage. And selective rage is basically you select what you're mad about. If it's someone that a person can say something and everybody be outraged about it, but then a person that they may like or they may look up can say the same thing and nothing happens. And of course, you know, he talked about Will Smith. I kind of chuckled when I heard him talking about Will Smith. And he was right. A lot of people talk shit about Will Smith when it came to what happened with the entanglement. And I didn't see him get on Twitter and bash anybody. I didn't see him do a video talking shit to anybody. But Chris Rock, who is 120 pounds soaking wet with bricks in the pocket, gets the brunt of this selective outrage because he said something to the lines of G.I. Jane. So 
He made a joke about your wife's bald head when you had all these motherfuckers talking shit, calling you a bitch, calling you a weak ass dude, calling in question your manhood because your woman basically took it from you. And you decide to take this out on this man. He had every reason to call you a bitch. And it was funny when he said he was watching Emancipation just to see Will get his ass whooped. <laughs> and the beef started, yeah, from when Will did not win a a uh, when Will didn't win an award or be nominated for concussion. And she made a suggestion that everybody should boycott, especially. Chris Rock. Do you understand how big of a deal it is to host the Oscars? So, because her husband didn't get nominated for a movie that everybody supposed to say, fuck the Oscars because your husband didn't get nominated. And like he said, he don't start it, he finished it. He said she started it, which she did. And I, like I said before, if y'all remember when we talked about this last year, I said that slap was actually for Jada. Because it was a confirmation of being embarrassed so many times by his wife. But what this special tapped into was something a little bit deep, deep a little bit, let's say, deeper. Because people do, and I do mean, practice selective outrage. They'll be mad at the person for saying something, but if the next person say the same thing, if they like them, they don't say nothing. They laugh at it. It's like, I'm trying to think of the perfect example of something of that nature. Oh, for example, everybody dragged Kanye for his anti-Semitic rants. But ain't nobody said shit to Adidas when Adidas decided to do work with Kanye again after they dropped Kanye. Everyone had something to say about Kyrie Irving retweeting an anti-Semitic documentary but no one said shit to Jeff Bezos for allowing that documentary to be aired on Amazon Prime. Selective outrage. These are two perfect examples of it. See, you gotta realize it has to be consistency. You can't chastise one person if somebody that does something else or similar, you look past it because I like that person. I think they're cool. It's bullshit. It's always been bullshit. That's why I always said this. I always said this. We only give a shit when it's in our bubble. When it's not in our bubble, ain't our radar, we don't care. We don't care. 
And that's just a fact. We talk about the gun violence. Yeah, normal people give a shit about it. NRA people, government officials don't really give a shit about it because you want to know why, because their kids will never be in the school that a mass shooter will be able to get into. Because they go to special schools that, trust me, even if you get within, if you ain't even got to, if you're not supposed to be there, you might get arrested. I said before, let the president of the NRA son get killed in a mass shooting and watch how they change their stance on gun laws. Once again, selective outrage. If it's not in your bubble, you don't care. And that's just how the world works. We only care about what's touching us directly. And that's the sad part about that. But yet we want to pretend like we care about everybody. No, we don't. We only care about the ones that we care about. You'll see a homeless man on the street. Won't give him a dime. But you'll give money to a scammer in a heartbeat. We see talk about the gun violence in Chicago, right? But because it's sexy. But the only time we talk about the gun violence in Chicago is when a mass shooting hit, when we talk about gun laws. And the first thing that come out of these Republicans and white people's mouth is, well, what about Chicago? Well, y'all didn't give a fuck about Chicago until someone said something about Y'all making the gun laws harder, a little bit tougher for people to get guns, which might actually translate to Chicago. It might actually help Chicago be less of a murder capital. But because Chicago is black and it's happening in the urban city, and because these motherfuckers live in the suburbs, they can care less. But as soon as one of their kids get caught in a mass shooting or shootout or something, that's when they want to talk about gun laws. I know that every time we we talk about, you know, well, we need to do a universal health, we need to do a universal this, and we need to do this, we need to do this. Well, y'all ain't complaining with Chicago and all these shooters. Selective outrage. Once again, if it's not in the bubble, we don't care. Which brings me to Job Morant. I had to speak on this because, you know, I love watching sports. I love basketball. And I actually like Job Morant. I, I think he was a great, a great basketball player. And some of my opinion you about to hear, probably nine times out of ten is going to, you're going to be like, damn, Bobby feel that way? I'm like, yeah. Selective outrage. Let's think about this for a second, right? John Morant had numerous situations with guns. He had one situation where the Pacers was being harassed by his people. They were pulling guns. He beat up a 17-year-old and brandished a gun in the 17-year-old face. And then he decided to get on Instagram and brandish a gun. 
John Morant, who is worth millions. John Morant, who just got a shoe deal. Considered probably one of the best basketball players on the planet. Also happens to be the dumbest motherfucker on the planet. See, the point of going to the NBA is to get out of being a gangster. Now, how many inner city kids want to make it to the NBA so they can get out of the inner city? Get their family out of the inner city? Lose the inner city mentality? And you made it. For I understand, you you weren't even on nobody's radar when you got recruited to college. You was in another gym with B, B talent players, even though you were A talent, and the dude, the scout happened to walk past and see you doing you, and then he decided to recruit you. They had to see somebody else. It happens from time to time. But the question which I pose to everybody is, why are God's green earth to this man decide he want to brandish a gun? First of all, you're doing it online. You're doing shit in the era where you can't hide nothing because everything is online. Everyone got a cell phone. Everyone got a camera phone. Instagram, Twitter, all that shit, right? I remember when I was hearing the basketball players were talking about where you had, you know, the different basketball players. You had Ida Iverson because everyone points to him. You had some of the basketball players who had guns, got in fights, abuse to their wives and the whole nine. Yeah. Now, we could sit here and say, well, it was a different time then, but let's keep it 100. It was. There was no internet. We didn't see it. Pastor Burroughs went to prison because he decided to walk around with a gun and the gun went off and he shot his damn self. So he basically went to prison because he was shooting himself. Not being shot at, but shot his damn self. Now, here's my thought. If you are a multi-millionaire athlete, why are you in a place where you need a gun? That's what security is for. And everyone keeps saying, well, why didn't the daddy say something? You know, why didn't the daddy take control of the situation? You know, I hear this, the thing saying, look, you're the father, not his friend. How in the hell he going to tell the motherfucker that's paying the bills to act right? My dad said it best. When you pay a bill in this motherfucker, you have say so. Do you actually think his dad even worked a nine to five anymore? No. If he did, he wouldn't be traveling with John Morant every goddamn well like he's one of the crew. Who you think is paying the mortgage? Jai. Paying the bills. Jai. So he might respect his dad, but John Morant is grown, a multi-millionaire. So what the fuck are you gonna say to that boy? Not shit. In actuality, he's living by curiosity through his son because he never had it this good until his son played basketball. A lot of you people, a lot of you guys, young guys, basketball players, because we also had a guy in Alabama who shot up a car because a girl turned him down. Think about that for a second. 
See, some of you motherfuckers, especially you, you with a silver spoon, that was never street. Want to be street so bad. Because it looks cool. It looks fun. Everyone loves a street nigga. But street niggas don't even want to be street niggas. Street niggas trying to get the fuck out the street. You know how many street niggas wish they were in your position, Jai? You, if, if a street nigga was able to get into the NBA, they wouldn't sell no more drugs. They wouldn't shoot shit because the whole purpose why they're doing it is to make money so they can get out the hood. Get their family out the hood. Nigga, you got it without having to murder one fucking person or sell a drug. You're on your way to being a fucking legend. Now you're on your way to being out the goddamn league because did you not think that the NBA is not connected to law enforcement, FBI, any of this shit? You don't think they're going to keep their eye on their assets? Keyword assets? Yes, you're an asset, John Morant. They're paying you to play ball. They need you around to play ball. Not only that, you're the future of the NBA, a future face. So you don't think they're going to keep up with you? You don't think they're going to do their due diligence? And see, it'll be real fucked up if they end up kicking you out the damn league because you want to be a thug. So guess what you're going to end up doing? Now your dumb ass going to be out there with your hood boys selling drugs when you could be right now in Memphis, playing against the Lakers on national TV. Now you're about to become a street nigga because, not, because you better hope they don't suspend you indefinitely. You might be suspended to the end of the season. And guess what you did? You just cost the Memphis Grizzlies a chance for the playoffs, let alone winning the whole damn thing. Because they can't win without your ass. Jared Jackson Jr. is pretty good, but trust me, without you, he is... He can't do it by himself. He had the opportunity to do great things. But because you stuck in that hood mentality, you basically cost yourself. So now it's two games. Oh, by the way, the FBI announced that they're right now looking into did you take that gun across state lines, which means now we're looking at gun charges. So not only could you find yourself out of the league, you might find yourself behind bars. You do realize that New York has strenuous, some of these states got strenuous gun laws. And what the hell made you think to brandish it? Someone said he was doing a music video. But he's not a rapper. What music video? He's not a rapper. Even Alan Iverson's music video didn't have guns in it. You're the face of a league. You're the face of a generation. And you basically proved, and you're also the antithesis of what's wrong with this generation. Want to be gangster. They want to be gangster online. It's like I was watching, I, I saw this post about the trial of XX Extension and these murderers. These motherfuckers, after Robert XX Extension goes online, brag about it, and showed off the money they stole from him. Your job is 
it, it, which I'm glad they got caught, but here's the point. The point of a criminal is you're not supposed to make it easy for the cops. Y'all fuckers make it easy for them. Jai, you made it easy for somebody to goddamn kick your ass out, believe, because you sitting here on Instagram branching a gun like, nigga, you a thug. Like, you went out and robbed somebody. <clears throat> you got into it with, 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 with uh, Shannon Sharp, you and your dad. And guess what? Shannon Sharp had a reason to call your ass out because you basically just proved what he was saying right. You a little ass thug, wannabe. Now, you don't put yourself in jeopardy, your future in jeopardy, and possibly even your life because, let's be realistic, other than basketball, what the fuck you gonna do? I'm not saying you ain't dumb. I'm not saying you're not smart. But you're never going to, unless you become a big-time rapper or you become a big-time actor, you're never going to see the millions that you sing in the NBA. So what you going to do? Take the money that you made and you're going to try to flip it with some drugs with your little boys? Because that's what you're heading to. So I pray to God that this young man gets some grace from the NBA and they're suspended for the rest of the year at least. But not indefinitely. Because once you out the league, my friend, for something like this, it's hard to get back in. Ask Ray Rice. And Ray Rice, he slapped his wife. Knocked out. And no matter how many times he apologized, no matter how much he changed his, his, changed his mind state and showed changed behavior, he will never run a down in the in the NFL. Hell, he can't even play for the XFL. Just something for y'all to think on. See, we have to be smarter nowadays. Law enforcement becoming smarter, people. They figured it out. Y'all motherfuckers is going to tell yourselves every time. You're either going to do it on IG, you're going to do it on Twitter, or you're going to do it in your music. And once again, you're a multi-millionaire black basketball player. What the fuck you need a gun for? That what your bodyguards is for. That what your security is for. Because they legally can brandish a gun. You sitting here doing pickup basketball with 17-year-olds. Huh? I don't see LeBron doing that shit. Jordan damn sure didn't. Because you want to be accepted. Because you want to show the world that even though I'm an NBA basketball player, I keep it real. Oh, yeah. And the NBA about to keep it real, too. With your ass out the league. Sometimes apology... It's not enough, man. Let me say this again. Sometimes apology is not enough. And the same token, I don't know what the fuck your daddy was thinking. Because he should have been on your ass. Boy, what you doing carrying a goddamn gun? Give me this motherfucker. You don't need no damn gun. You an NBA player. You ain't a gangster. Then we got security for. No, he probably sitting there right beside him in the video talking about some yay. 
<laughs> Shaking his ass. Yay! That's a nice gun, son. I like that. Instead of being a fucking parent. Because technically, you can still be a parent to your child, even though your child is grown. But because daddy won't do Go to the club. Could daddy want to hang out? Could daddy want to live by curiosity through his son, John Moran? He threw his fatherly duties out the window. See? We got to be smarter, people, with our moves. We got to be smarter with how we move. So I, I feel... Bad for John Moran, actually. Feel terrible for him. You know, period. And then the other thing I saw was the, the <laughs> oh man, Angela Yee called out the Breakfast Club saying they want no women. Um. Basically capping, as you young people like to say, on the Breakfast Club. And you want to know why she said what she said on Tamla Hall? Even though she might have been right, she might have been wrong. I don't know. Because who the fuck is watching Angela Yee? Angela Lee, Lee Angela Yee has disappeared since the Breakfast Club. No one's listening to that show she got. The only show they might listen to is Lip Service at best, her podcast. We ain't heard nothing from her until this Tamlin Hall interview. And as soon as she said what she said, of course, DJ Envy had to tweet and, and all this. And Let me make this clear. Ain't no way in the hell that that radio station ain't got a woman somewhere motherfucking working with being there. Angela Yee Let's keep it 100. When these, when when Charlemagne and Eminem was making it hard and being asshole to some of these women, you were TT laughing with them. You actually made it hard for some of them also. But now that you done left the Breakfast Club and got what you wanted, because from what I understand, a woman who actually ran that same radio station gave you your show. Now your show really ain't doing shit. Ain't no one listening to it. Now you decide, let's make some news. I'm going to go on Tamron Hall, and I'm going to throw these niggas under the bus. And guess what ended up happening after she did that? I guarantee you the next day, she got some of the highest listens for her little radio show that she ever had. Because controversy creates cash. Controversy creates cash. Because it's funny that she was mad when Charlemagne didn't defend her to Gucci Man. But when Charlemagne did what he did to Little Mama, you didn't speak up. When Charlemagne disrespected Buffy the Bard and you was in the same damn room, you didn't speak up. Once again, selective outrage. So when my ass got under the chopping block, I'm mad. I'm upset. I'm a woman. But when these niggas were dragging women and treating them like shit on the show, when your ass sitting over there in that middle chair, you ain't say shit. 
You ain't say, hey, guys, guys, Charlemagne, why, why, why are you making it hard for Buffy the Bard? Why are you being an asshole to Buffy the Bard? That's fucked up. No, you was laughing. <laughs> it ain't funny. <laughs> Until he go talk to Gucci Man, she calls you a bitch. Now, now I'm outraged. Selective outrage. We all guilty of it. Every man, woman, and child, we all are guilty of it. That's why the title of Chris Rock special made so much sense. Made so much sense. And that's life for you. Because us as humans, we're right now, you ever seen the movie called Idiocracy? Where the dumbest man in the world went to the future, became the smartest man in the world. Right? That the future was so dumb that they were sitting here trying to to grow crops with energy drink instead of water. We are becoming the idiocracy. As we gain more technology, as the generations grow older, we're becoming dumber. Not smarter, not brighter, but dumber. You would think with technology, you become smarter. With technology, we became more lazy and more dumber as it goes. We don't think. We don't take others into account. See? Technology is great because it does further civilization, but it's also terrible because it dummies the civilization down. Think about this for a second. Do you think back in the day, and I truly believe it, that none of those basketball players, as much as we sit here and say, well, if they had it, they would have done it. No, they wouldn't have, because they wouldn't want everybody in their damn business. Jordan would have not been on Instagram too tough. No. For what? To show him gambling? No. Do you think Irving... Michael Irvin would have been on the gram sniffing a key of coke? No. Gilbert Arenas. You think he would have been on motherfucking Instagram talking about some, yeah, nigga, I got this gun. Yeah, nigga. Thug, thug. Even my man, Jenna Rose, said he was John Moran. He was hanging with the drug dealer. He was doing all that came from Detroit. Trying to be hood. And guess what? It almost got him killed. It almost got his ass kidnapped. So do you think that dumb motherfucker would have been on Instagram telling everybody where the fuck he was at? No, he wouldn't have. So I don't, I don't believe that we would have moved the same way if we had that technology. We wouldn't have. And that's facts. It's this generation that moves like that because they grew up on it. To be honest with you, I don't think our parents would even allow us to have a cell phone until we were 18.
And that's facts. Meaning that if you if we need it, if they wanted to get in touch with us, they called the school. Hell, we had neighbors that would snitch on us. Yeah, Bob didn't go to school yesterday. You might need to talk to him. The community don't even motherfucking parent the kids anymore. Technology don't. Technology helps, but it hinders. Because it hinders the later generations because the easier they have it, the less smarter they become. Now, granted, yeah, there's plenty of NBA players who are the same age as John Morant who ain't done the same dumb shit. But here's the difference. This is John Morant we're talking about. Who is slowly becoming the face of the fucking league. The rest of these niggas y'all talking about ain't been face of the goddamn league. The rest of these motherfuckers ain't getting the shoe deal. Jason Tatum has not gotten the shoe deal. Not that I know of. Jai Morant did. And then, like I said, back to Angela Yee. You could have not said shit. You could have just, I, I get you want to tell your story, but you know why you said what you said, Miss Angela Yee? You said it to gain sympathy, to gain listenerships, to gain eyes on your show because you were a pretty light-skinned woman. And you feel that as soon as you say, I'm the only woman, half the time I was the only woman on the radio show. There ain't hardly no women employed by the radio station and this, this, this. You know why you said all that? For sympathy. You know why you said all that? So all the women can see and say, girl, I feel you, girl. I feel you, girl. You know something? I'm going to go support my, my light-skinned sister, Angela Yee. I'm going to go support her and listen to her shit. Because sometimes we get we get what is called sympathy viewership. We spin a sad tale, and it makes people want to go watch us because we because they feel sorry for you. That's why she did that shit. Let's keep it one hundred. Man, decide even though she got her justice. Part of the reason why she got hot was because motherfucker felt sympathy because she got shot. Would she have had the same year that she had if she had never been shot? We don't know. We don't know. Funny what sympathy can do for a person's career. Think about it. How many motherfuckers was up on X Existential? A lot of motherfuckers didn't even listen to that nigga shit. Soon that nigga died, sympathy. Stream it. Sympathy creates money too. So I'm done because I'm supposed to have another show to do. So and I record this on the money. Y'all know I pre-record every fucking thing. So with that being said, Life is a learning experience. What's the point of the experience? You haven't learned anything. Smoke is over.